Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 36. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan, and today we continue our arc of escalation with a deck that'll get your dink stomped in the dirt. Oh, what are we doing? Hit that theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for another adventure. How you doing, man? We are back. What is going down? A whole ton. <laughs> We've stepped up a notch in our arc of escalation. We have. And we're moving into, like we teased last week, we're going to talk about a uh, a real piece of shit today. Yeah. Tier 4, Caravac the Merciless. Oh. We've talked about him a couple times on the cast before. The F you, Corey. F you, listener. Because it's actually a listener submission. Pays yep. to be part of CCO Nation. Just saying. I don't know his real name. I only know his tapped out name and Twitter name. What is the tapped out name? 99 Ghosts. Go find him on tapped out. Also on Twitter. No, at 99 D-E-D ghosts. 99 dead ghosts. Huh. He spelled dead wrong. Yes. I Learned think he probably spell. meant to. Go back to school. Stay in school, kids. Very important. Become an English degree person like Brando. Just like me. And then work at a radio station and start your own podcast. Just like me. And then become better than CCO podcast and everybody's favorite podcast and nobody listen to CCO podcast anymore. Shut up, Ryan. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't don't encourage people to do that kind of stupid crap. <laughs> okay, uh, social media coordinates? Social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and on tappedout.net. That's where you can find all the decks that we talk about in the past or the future. Uh, not today. 99 Ghosts is on tapped out today for this list. We are commandercookout at gmail.com if you want to send us fan mail, hate mail, show suggestions. No nudes. Nudes! Ah. Sorry, I yelled. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, YouTube, Patreon, Commander Society, edhrec.com, and Podomatic, where we are valiantly still engaged in our efforts to take down those scrapbooking ladies. Yeah, those scrapbooking ladies have a steadfast hold on the number one games and hobbies podcast in all of Podomatic. And I dislike them so much. Yeah, I have you taken, listen to another cast. I you? have taken to listening to the show so I can hate them more and more every day, all on my own. I'm trying to figure them out. I'm going to figure them out. Did you subscribe to them? No, I did not subscribe to them. Good. I'm not going to help them beat us. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> so what do they talk about? Scrapbooking. Their current, we'll call it an arc, Ooh. is like something you can do every day in your scrapbook. Maybe that's just what they're into. But I don't care if that's what they're into. <laughs> Should we do an arc where every day in December, here's something you can do with your magic deck? On the first day of Christmas, here's something you can do for your deck? Five golden soul rings? <laughs> no! Yes! Maybe yes. we, we actually could do that. Maybe. You, you know what? Here's the thing that I've been wanting to do for a while is those beer advent calendars. Ooh. But they're like a hundred and whatever dollars. That's I'm not going to pay a hundred and whatever dollars for 25 beer. Yeah, that's a, you just buy 25 beer and just drink one every day. Yes. That's way less. It's like 31 beers. Well, I guess it's an advent calendar. It's only 25 beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. And they're, they're all like different kind of crafty thingy, blah, blah, blah. But it's like just go to the liquor store and get one of those pick six, six packs and just buy like a bunch of them and it's going to be less than a hundred and whatever dollars. Yeah. Ugh. So, speaking of craft beer... Uh, I went out with Kylo last night. Ooh. And like a date? Like a date. Went to a concert. It was fun. Went to see, uh, what were they called? Death from Above. Death from Above. Yeah. It's a two-man band. I didn't know that. Oh. Is it, do they wear, like, on the cartoons, like, the drums and all the things? They're wearing, like, 85 no, different instruments. No, he them? just played the drums, and then he the other guy played the guitar. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, went, to, went for supper first. Local brew pub called the Yard and Flagon. Oh, I like good. that place. And they had this delicious beer that tasted like cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, I've, we've had this before, and I don't like this cinnamon toast crunch beer. It tastes like Fireball or Hot 100 to me. I love it. But the brewery that makes it down in Regina, Queen City, capital city of our province, stopped making it forever. Good. So now it's I can't terrible. get it anymore. And the beer that they replaced it with tastes like motor oil. Ooh. I like that kind of beer. Motor oil? Is it black? Yes. You I'm, hate hoppy beer. I'm good. Oh, no, well. It's hoppy. It's hoppy? It's hoppy. Okay, I'm not interested anymore. It's so hoppy, I don't like it. Ooh. Yeah. Regina sucks. Right? And that's not even one of those facts that can be debated. Even people who live in Regina. Hate it. They they only make the argument because you got to have the argument. Yeah. Their water tastes like you're drinking it out of an asshole. And their city smells like it's coming out of an asshole. And it rhymes with vagina. Yeah. We already know that. That's part of what makes it funny. <laughs> it's part of the joke. Stupid. 
God damn it. Anyway, anyway. What were we talking about? We were doing something. Shout outs. Shout outs to the patrons. Thanks. Shout out to Rakdos lists like Kervik. I love Return to Ravnica. Like all of Ravnica was good. Okay, yeah. Richard Garfield designed it, blah, blah, blah. Return to Ravnica, Rakdos Guild, Red Black, was probably from a from a flavor standpoint, the best one out of all ten guilds. You think? They were so psycho, so sadistic, so cool. They were pretty neat. They were all about like death carnivals and and everything had chains and was really spiky. It kind of reminded me of uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser or if the vampires from Underworld meshed in culture with uh, Mordor from Lord of the Rings, that's kind of what it would be like. Sure. Super cool. But less pretentious. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. And they almost seemed like they were a little bit... uh, like slapstick comedy e. Well, you got to do that to take away from the actual horror of what's going on. Yeah. So what's the difference between Rakdos and Grull, aside from the fact that one of them is my favorite uh, guild in Magic and the other one is not? Like, Because they're both all about stomping and savagery and killing everything that moves. Uh, what's yeah, the... I, I guess I guess Gruul does it from Gruul being the green-red faction in Ravnica or guild in Ravnica. Uh, I guess they do it from a, a natural natural perspective they're from nature it's beasts it's it's very feral it's very um huntsman rage oriented where Rakdos is more like death and carnage and chaos um grounded so Grawl destroys things haphazardly because they're doing something else and stuff happens to get destroyed whereas Rakdos goes out to destroy things yeah if uh Rakdos is kind of like the joker he just wants to watch the world burn because he thinks it's funny. Excellent. And that is kind of a good segue into Kervik. Yes. Kervik, as per the intro, will get your dink stomped into the ground because everybody hates him. He really does. Or they really do. So let's give him a read. Kervik the Merciless is a 5-4 human shaman for 5 black-red. Legendary creature. Whenever an opponent casts a spell... Karavik the Merciless deals damage to target creature or player equal to that spell's converted mana cost. Hmm. I can see how that would be super fun to play against. Every time you do or cast a spell, you or something you control takes damage or dies. Doesn't even have to be you. It could be somebody else. You or something. So you and I and Corey are playing. Corey's playing Karavik. Every time you do anything, I take damage. Ugh. Or vice versa. Yeah. It's terrible. I hate him. He's a bad guy. Let's let's go here first. This list today does not ca or doesn't play Grafted Exoskeleton. No, it does not. It does, however, play Phyresis, which just is an enchantment that gives a creature infect. You enchant Kervik, and whenever somebody does something, they're getting infected to death. What there a there is redundancies bag. in this with, of course, Glistening Oil, card of the week from a couple weeks ago. Yep. Grafted exoskeleton, like I just mentioned. Tainted, Tainted strike, strike if you're terrible, yeah. Tainted strike is not as good because it only is till end of turn, but if somebody drops a 10-drop spell, they're going to die. Yep. Earthquake for 11. Eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. So that is a very high-power route or route that you can go down with Kervik. This list by 99 Ghosts is not. So should we get into the recipe? Sure. Let's take a look. Let's Creatures. get this over with. 20. 20. Plus Kervik. 21? Yeah, so let's give uh, let's give a little bit of a sample of the creatures. Let's start with, how about Magmatic Force? Magmatic Force is an elemental, 7-7 seven, seven for 8. There's that magic number. Let's eight. see what he does. At the beginning of each upkeep, Magmatic Force bolts something. That means to do 3 damage to them. Each Upkeep. Each and every upkeep. So in a five-player game, that sucker's going to do 15 points of damage every round. Just for being on the table. Plus he's a 7-7. And he's a 7-7 body. Yeah. Dear Lord. Let's go, uh, how about um, uh, Mogus, God of Slaughter? Mogus, God of Slaughter, is a 7-5 for two, black-red, indestructible. As long as your devotion to black and red is less than seven, Mogus isn't a creature. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, Mogus deals two damage to that player unless he or she sacks a dude. So sack a dude or take two. What a dirtbag. And if you sack a dude instead of taking two, you're going to have to replace it with something, and then what's going to happen? You're going to take a bunch of damage. From Karavik. From my boy Karavik. 
He also plays a little demon called Master of Cruelties. He's a first striking death toucher, 1-4 for 3 black-red. Master of Cruelties can only attack alone. When Master of Cruelty attacks and isn't blocked, that player's life total becomes 1. And Master of Cruelties assigns no damage this combat. Terrible. What a dirtbag. How about Heartless Hidetsugu? We've talked about him before. Heartless Hidetsugu is a 4-3 for 3 red-red. Tap. Heartless Hidetsugu deals damage to each player equal to half their life rounded down. Certainly good with those infect cards we talked about, too. Yes. Now, trend. Everything so far has been dealing tons of damage or damage to everybody. Yes. What do we call this? Um, it's a griefer deck. Griefer deck or group slug, like group hug, except the opposite. Yes, where you're punching everybody equally, including yes. yourself, but usually you have a way out. Yeah, there's a few ways out, and we'll uh, we'll get into those. They're kind of more enchantment-focused. Yes. Instance? One instant. One instant? Vampiric Tutor. Vampiric Toot! There's the one tutor for the list. There it is, yeah. Um, seems a little bit loose because it's $40, but we have a little bit of a... A good upgrade. Yeah, we do. Uh, upgrade, downgrade. Uh, you be the judge when we get to the uh, budget and potential cut section. In a deck like this, you're going to say upgrade. Sorceries, three. I like these. Yeah, all sweepers. We've got Blasphemous Act, deals 13 damage, blah, 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 blah. Hour of Devastation deals five damage to everything and every planeswalker. Yep. Um, and Rolling Earthquake deals X damage to everything but things with horsemanship. Which, which is nothing. Which is everything, yeah. <laughs> So we got sweepers, we got tutors, we got asshole creatures. What else do we got, Ryan? Well, we got 16 artifacts, and these are, again, going to be more ways to deal lots of damage. Ankh of Mishra, read that guy. Ankh of Mishra is an artifact for two. Each time a player puts a land into play, Ankh of Mishra deals two damage to that player. Yes, mirrored with uh, Zozu the Punisher back in the creature section. Does the same thing, except he's a 2-2 goblin for three. Correct. Also an enchantment in the enchantment section, which we get to later, Polluted Bonds. Three black black does the same thing, except you also gain two life when an opponent plays a land. Very excellent. Artifact section looks like it is... It looks like a lot of ramp. We've got a Caged Sun. We've got a Commander Sphere. we got an Everflowing Chalice. we got a Gauntlet of Power. we got a Gilded Lotus. we got a Mana Vault. we got a Mind Stone. we got a Key Rune. we got a Signet. And we got... I guess that's it. Nope. Talisman of Indulgence. Yes. Also. Also ramp. All ramp. Ramp, 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 And of ramp. course, rounded out by another griefer card, Torpor Orb. Of course it is. Two mana artifact creatures entering the battlefield don't cause ETB abilities to trigger. Any abilities to trigger. Any abilities. Yes. Mucho, excellente. So the, uh, the, the secret's out. Lots of ramp in the deck. I'm just going to say it. Right now, there is 11 cards because the converted mana cost on average for this deck is 3.97. That's pretty high. It doesn't sound like it's that high, but it's basically 4, and 4 is a hell of a lot higher than 3, especially when everybody hates you. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Even if if the average average converted mana costs that we talk about is 3.5, this is almost half a point higher on average. That means one in every two games, you're going to be a turn slower on turn four. Correct. Right? So, ah. We'll, also, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to talking about the cuts in a few minutes. No Sol Ring. <gasps> no Sol Ring? No Sol Ring. Next level. Wow. Maybe he doesn't have one. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Let's get into it. Enchantments. This is the bread and the butter of the Kervik deck because this is where... Lots of the shit's gonna go down. Yes, this is where you're. This is where people will hate you because most of these enchantments are things that you'll play, and then people will hate you for it. Yeah, let's get a couple out of the way right off the bat. Let's talk about Havoc Festival. Havoc Festival is an enchantment for four black red. Players can't gain life at the beginning of each player's upkeep. That player loses half his or her life rounded up. Dang. Let's go to Leyline of Punishment. Leyline of Punishment is an enchantment for two red red. If it's in your opening hand, you can begin with it in play. Players can't gain life. Damage can't be prevented. Now let's go all the way down to Sulfuric Vortex. Sulfuric Vortex is an enchantment for one red-red. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, Sulfuric Sulfuric Vortex deals two damage to that player. If a player would gain life, that player gains no life instead. So, common theme there, nobody's gaining life. If you're losing a ton, you're not getting it back. People are losing lots of life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's uh, the trend carries over from the creatures to the enchantments in the losing masses of amounts of life and uh, not gaining it back. Yes. Category. Correct. Okay. What else do we got that's in there that you like? Ether Flash. 
Ooh. Ether Flash is an enchantment for two red red. Whenever a creature comes into play, Ether Flash deals two damage to it. Ooh, a little bit of board control. Yeah, it controls the board, which is nice. Also stops most token strategies, which is really cool. We got a little ditty called Wound Reflection, five black. At the end of each turn, each opponent loses life equal to the amount of life they lost that turn. Oh, so like with Heartless Hidetsugu or um, Havoc Festival, you could you could pretty much kill somebody. They just die. They just die. There's nothing they can do about it. Welcome to Death Town. We've got Spreading Plague. Oh, I like Ry- Spreading Plague. Ryan it's from Invasion. So it's probably going to do something totally broken. Let's read it real quick. <laughs> Four black. Whenever a creature comes into play, destroy each other creature that shares a creature that shares a color with it. They can't be regenerated. So kills uh, monocolor, kills tokens. It's basically Wrath of God on the table all the time. It, in yes. a in a sort of yeah, Wrath yeah. or monocolor dot deck. Good you know what? I'd like uh, any way that you can make Karavek indestructible in this deck. Are there any ways to make Karavek indestructible? I don't think there are. I don't think there are currently. There's a Lightning Greaves. That doesn't make him indestructible. No, but I mean, it, it makes him harder to kill. I, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about that later, too. Okay, we're also going to talk about why that Lightning Greaves should probably be a Swift Foot Boots um, in a bit later, too. Sure. Yep. Oh, because of Shroud? Correct. Oh, cat's out of the bag. Yep. Oh, how about this one? Mana Barbs. Mana Barbs is key in a Caravac list. It is an enchantment three and a red. Each time any land is tapped for mana, Mana Barbs deals one damage to that land's controller. Yes, another good reason to have many mana rocks in this deck. Yes. And another reason to play your utility lands, kids, because you can tap your utility lands to get some effect instead of playing spells, which might hurt you in this deck. You can use your mana rocks to do it instead of using your lands and getting hurt by mana barbs, and you can still get effects off your lands. Correct. So um, maybe without further ado, 35 lands in the deck, let's, let's look at them. Okay, we've got an arcane lighthouse. Ooh, I like that one. Until end of turn, creatures your opponents control lose hexproof and shroud and can't have hexproof or shroud. And so that's for one and tap. If there's it. something that needs killing, Arcane Lighthouse lets you kill it. Yep. We've got a Cabal Coffers, that's just common mana making. We've got a Command Tower, makes stuff. We've got a Ghost Quarter for killing those troublesome other lands. Myriad Landscape is a super good ramping land. Yeah, it's a ramp card. I like that one. I like Temple of Malice is the uh, the Rakdos or Red Black Scry 1 when it enters a battlefield land. Yep. we got an Urborg, turns all your lands into swamps. And of course you pair that with Cabal Coffers, which gives you a black for every swamp you control. Correct. So there's only one utility land. I suppose. You know what maybe I would look at is um, I believe the deck plays both Caged Sun and Gauntlet of Power. Correct. Maybe you bolster your land count up to 37 with two utility lands because that's a five and a six drop mana rock and really caged sun and gauntlet of power because you choose a color to double your land of that color Uh, you're playing a two color deck so you're only getting half the benefit that you normally would be in a mono color deck and looking at the color distribution of the colors it's basically half and it's i was just opening my mouth to say that as well as it's 50 50 Yes, so you're not going to get as much benefit out of that as you probably should. Maybe you add in a couple removal spells. I mean, as far as punishing the whole table, I mean, Karavik kind of is a removal spell himself, but he costs seven. Maybe you add in a couple removal spells, um, instant speed, like the ones um, Ashes to Ashes or Curtain's Call or something that kills two things at the same time. You know what I like? Urborg Justice. Urborg Justice is an instant for black, black. Target opponent chooses and buries a number of creatures he or she controls equal to the number of creatures put into your graveyard from play this turn. So what that means is target opponent sacrifices a creature for each creature that went into your graveyard this turn. For black, black, instant. Is that good in this deck, though? Uh, How many creatures in this deck? 21. And they're all big, cost lots of mana, and you want to keep them around. So if somebody kills one of them, you can kill one of theirs? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's better in like a sacrifice token deck to wipe someone's board. I don't know. I just like that card. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Card draw spells. Including Shieldred the Whispering One, because she gets you a card back from your graveyard every one of your turns, right? It's pretty good. So she's a 6-6 Swamp Walk for Black Black 5. At the beginning of your upkeep, return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. And at the beginning of each of your opponent's upkeeps, that player sacrifices a creature. 
That's why they call her Swamp Bitch. Yeah, she's a bitch. And she isn't really um, dealing damage to anybody, but she is helping you further your game because let's say you get back your Heartless Hidden Sugu every turn to, because people are killing it when you try to equip it with Lightning Greaves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can get them back every turn and keep a constant threat on the board, right? Very so important. She's good. Targeted removal or deals damage Two things, planeswalkers, repeatable, sac effects, blah, 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 right? Uh, eight of them. Eight's a good number, but again, a super high converted mana cost. Maybe you cut some of those higher end mana rocks, the the gauntlet of power in the cage sun. Maybe you include a couple more kill spells, right? Maybe you, you, you up that number to 10 removal spells. There's eight of them? Yes. So there's Karavec. Yep. And... Vile Thing, Smasher, yeah, things like Vile Smasher, things like um, Vashino Heretic. Give that guy a read. He's from uh, he's from Urza's Legacy. Vashino Heretic is a one three four two and a red, one red tap destroy target artifact. Vashino Heretic deals to that artifact's controller damage equal to the artifact's converted mana cost. People always forget when you read a card like that that you can actually just kill a creature. Because artifacts can be creatures too. It's very Get good. that last week, Mere Battlesphere. Takes seven. Yeah. I like that. For um, well, I guess Vishino Heretic costs three and then two to, for his ability. So you're spending five to kill a mere battlesphere and take seven. Hypothetically, hmm. if you could untap this guy over and over again, say you can. Could you use his ability on an indestructible artifact to just ping a guy out of existence? If they had a dark steel colossus, you could just like take eleven, take eleven, take eleven, take eleven. What's the uh, what's the oracle text? Brando never reads oracle text. FYI. Correct. Destroy target artifact. Vashino heretic deals damage to that artifact's controller equal to the artifact's converted mana cost. Uh, n- I don't think so because it needs to be destroyed. That's the worst. And indestructible things uh, can't be destroyed. That sucks. Because that'd be sweet if that's how that worked. He's still good, though. And 75 cents. Nothing to scoff at. Correct. Repeatable, right? We talk about that over the last couple episodes a few times. Repeatable effects in Commander. Very good. Yes, anytime you can do something, it's redundancy. It's redundancy on one card. Yeah, not my cup of tea. I like to blow my load and get out. But, hey, to each their own, right? (laughs) Okay. Mass removal. Six. Very good. And that also includes things like, uh, I'm going to say Ether Flash. Play a creature, it takes two. Ether Flash is it's, a good one. It's going to get stuff or it's going to stop stuff from getting played, right? Yes. So that's definitely a thing. And then we went into the other sorceries, Blasphemous Act, Our Devastation, Rolling Earthquake. Oh, shout out to X costing Wrath spells. Yes, they're very good. Um, they give you that strategic edge. They do, yeah, yeah. Because you can, I mean, equip Karavik with something or pump them or whatever with your Cage Sun that the, that's in this deck. And then you can... Earthquake for one extra and capture a bunch more creatures in your rolling earthquake effect. Yep, get all their little noobs and and, little and still have Karavik and... on the table to yep. uh, to beat ass with because mm. he does attack pretty good. I mean, what is he a five four? He's a five four. It's big. Uh, it's you okay. Can, you can keep your Karavik, you can keep your Dread, you can keep your Obnix, you can keep your Olivia, you can keep your Platinum Empyrean, you can keep all kinds of good stuff. Oh, shout out to Platinum Empyrean in this deck. He's your a... life total can't change. Eight eight mm. artifact for eight. Pretty good. I like that. Yeah, pretty good with Heartless Hidetsugu, especially when you equip him with Phoresis or enchant him with Phoresis, and then you don't act- actually take any damage. Correct. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> There's a little combo for you. Yep. Good on you, 99 ghosts. I like it. Ramp spells. Liliana. Liliana of the Dark Realm or the Dark Butthole, depending <laughs> on how you want to talk. Yeah, I guess f- where you're from, you'll say it differently. Yep. She's a Planeswalker uh, 2, black, black, comes in with 3 loyalty, Add a loyalty, find a swamp, put it into your hand, minus three. Does that count as ramp? Technically, it's not ramping you any further. It's just making sure you hit all your land drops. I don't think that's ramp. Would you count uh, Boundless Realms, that one where you can remove all your planes from the deck and always put one into your hand? Is that I don't a ramp count spell? that as ramp, no. Oh. I count that more like a card draw spell because you're, you're drawing a land card every turn. Then there's no ramp in this deck. If you minus Liliana... Or like if you ultimate her, that's ramp. Read that, that is one. ramp as hell. You get an emblem that says swamps you control tap for black, 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 black. Oof. What? That's pretty good. <laughs> that's not too bad, yeah. That's pretty good. Minus six, right? Yeah, minus six. And, and her sh- minus three is she shrinks or grows something based on the number of swamps you have. Yeah, so you could play her for four and then immediately kill her and maybe plus or minus something. I don't yes. know. It's not that good. Yeah, she's not very good. I well, like she's I a like, ra- she's a mana. I like her spell. first one, yeah, because it's kinda like card draw. You have repeatable 
card draw, but you only ever draw land. Exactly. Yeah. I, I do like her. And she's like nine bucks. She's what? not that good. Like she's not nine dollars good, is she? Or eight bucks good? She's an EDH. I think she's probably going to become a black staple in EDH. So if uh, you can yeah. get them, get them now. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Because they're only going up. And uh, then he's playing Soren Markov. Shout out to him. Of course he's playing Soren his, Markov. His minus three is excellent, and he doesn't even die. Target life or target opponent's life total becomes 10. <laughs> like, what a dirt bag. Yes. It's the other stuff he does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't effing matter what his other stuff does. Your life total becomes you 10. You know what? There is strategic merit to his plus two ability. He uh, plus twos to deal two damage to target creature or player, and you gain two life. So you could dust a creature and gain life, which is important in this deck because it's part of the way that you break parity. Yes. And he is a four mana planeswalker, I should have said, for black, black, black three. So he's six cost. His minus seven is uh, you control target players next turn. Mind slaver. Yeah, whatever. That's whatever it is. So he's going to siphon soul you, he's going to ten you, or he's going to mind slaver you. He's going to siphon soul you, he's going to 30 you, or he's going to 10 you. He's going to 30 you. Yeah, he's going to make you 10. Or he's going to mind slaver you. It's ridiculous. He's good. $17 price tag good? Probably. Probably, yeah. He's that good. I play him in my Rakdos deck because somebody's going to take 30. Somebody loses 30. Everything in my deck is going to be free to play. Yeah. Yeah. What a dirtbag. Yeah, like him. Okay, Mana Rocks and Dorks, we uh, we had touched on them already. There's actually 11 of them. I think additional kind of statistics, because we've already covered Mana Rocks, damage to all players cards. Ooh. 18. That's where you want to live. <laughs> That's lots. Including uh, aforementioned Ankh of Mishra, Zozu the Punisher, Polluted Bonds, Harsh Mentor from um, Amonkhet. Give him a good read. Harsh Mentor is a 2-2 for 2. Note that he's the lowest <coughs> casting cost card that we've read two in this mana. list. Is 2. is the lowest one we've read so far. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of an artifact, creature, or land on the battlefield, if it isn't a mana ability, Harsh Mentor deals, deals 2 damage to that player. How relevant is that because it says if it's not a mana ability? Well, it uh, hurts them based on your thing earlier where you can use your utility lands to activate abilities. It would Ooh, do 2 yeah. then. If you're activating a creature to find a land, put a land into play from your hand, or royal assassining something, heartlets hit it suguing something, if somebody else is doing that. That's a fair trade, though. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's like 80 damage. Okay. Definitely. But it's, yeah, it's no, a thing. You, you sold me, and it costs two and not eight. It's a two-two for two. It's, the, it, it's legit the lowest casting cost thing. It's the only thing you can play on turn two that isn't a rock. I don't know. I think I might take the rock because my... my my turn three, four, five plays are so much better than a harsh mentor if set up by a rock. That's true. That's true. So. There's lots of little punishers that we could play in this deck that he's yeah. not. There's this guy. There's that. Uh, there's an elemental for one and a red that whenever you're whenever a land comes into play under an opponent's control, if it's not the first land, it threes them. So if you play a fetch land or you're playing Lo oh, yeah, Susa um, Lost But Seeking, you're playing a billion lands every turn. Uh, Tunnel Anus. Tunnel Anus. That's the one. Tunnel Anus. Uh, what else is there? There's a lady that whenever uh, she's a red red, she's a two two for red red. Whenever a player plays a spell from their graveyard, she twos them. Oh yeah, see, I think less relevant than harsh mentor. Definitely, yeah. but it's there's punisher cards that whenever somebody yeah, does something, yeah, I, I guess them. the the low ones, the low converted mana cost ones are easier to cast, make your deck a lot smoother, but are far less consistent than whenever you play a land, you take damage. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll take the latter, I think, right? And just yes. play more ramp spells. Yes, you're probably right. Yeah, okay. So a couple other stats. Damage doublers, two. I think this could be a little bit higher. So Gratuitous Violence, Furnace of Wrath, those aren't in here. There's a curse, too. Curse of curse of Bloodletting? Maybe. It's the one... I think it only hurt, that only hurts one person. That only though. curses one person, but Not sometimes that's fine. Yeah, sometimes that's okay. I don't know. I like um I like Furnace of Wrath. Red, 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 one. Double, double damage. all damage. Yes. Very yep. good. Another instant type of win scenario with Heartless Hidetsugu, for sure. Yep. This deck is playing Dictate of the Twin Gods, exactly the same as Furnace of Wrath, except it costs red, red, three, and has flash. Which is okay. I will... I'm not sure how relevant the flash is, but it, <laughs> it gives you at least a turn to benefit with a full untapped board state before your opponents get to trash you with it that is one thing and the other thing is okay everybody's looking around the table with the heartless hidden sugu out and everybody is planning on taking the like half their life in damage end of turn 
dictator of the twin gods, Heartland Sinitsugu, everybody's dead. But you're dead too. And then we're back to two you, weeks ago. No, if, not if you break parody. Not if you have some way to break parody, right? And no, it always kills you because it's half your life. Um, you double half, it's all of it. Every time. Is there any ways to prevent damage? Yeah, there's that artifact creature, the 8-8 eight, eight for 8, that oh, yeah. Platinum Empyrean. You got Platinum Empyrean. That's your only out for that particular combo in oh, this deck. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Goes back to last or two weeks ago's deck where it was draw dot deck. Yep, and that's yeah. that's what that is. Heartless hit it, Sugu, double, damage doubler. I just like doubler. that card. I'm hung up on that guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's an all right guy. One more, one more, one more, one more. Makes you sacrifice or discard. And Ooh. mass. Six cards that do that. It's pretty good. It's it's another griefer type category that just people hate because they're not allowed to play your cards. Now, what I think that this deck is for sure missing is uh, particularly because you got six discard slash sacrifice cards, Bajuka Bog. You'd hate to be playing against you know the Gitrog deck or the the Golgari deck at large and have them just reanimate everything or yeah. random other black deck that can reanimate or white deck that can reanimate. Right? Like, yeah. So get your Bajuka Bogs if if you're playing black because yes. they're gonna enter the battlefield, exile the graveyard. Yeah. Leyline of the Void might also be a nice include in this deck. Oh yeah. yeah. If and you're gonna get away from the note, the if you could take out Leyline of Punishment, replace it with Leyline of the Void. Because you've already got redundancies in the players can't gain life category. Exactly. You can take out Leyline of Punishment. Leyline of the Void has the same text. If you start with it in your opening hand, you can start the game with it on the battlefield. Yep. And if a card would go to a graveyard... To it, an opponent's graveyard. To an opponent's graveyard, it gets exiled instead. So your Shieldred still works. Your creatures can still come back with your Shieldred. Exactly. So it's, it, That's a good one. A I like that one. for sure. Turns one through three. Ramp. I ramp. think that's how you play this deck. Ramp, ramp, ramp. Ramp, Karabek. ramp, ramp. That's what you want. Cut the Harsh Mentor, play a Soul Ring. Average converted mana cost 3.97. We covered that already. A little bit high thanks to the creatures, but a lot thanks of the- to everything. Most a lot of the, of the creatures look like they're the, they're the biggest defenders, though, but they're also kind of the most powerful cards. They're going to seal the- the game for you, right? Because yes. your your mana barbs or your dictate or your whatever is only going to get you so far before everybody starts dink stomping you and destroying all your enchantments. Your creatures are going to have to step in and start swinging. Correct. Or blocking. Which is one of the things that I I notice about this particular build is with the exception of Kazul, Tyrant of the Cliffs, who is a 5-4 for 3 red red. Whenever an opponent attacks you, they have to pay some amount of mana. I believe it's 3. Yeah. Or you get a 3-3 Ogre that'll block that creature. Uh, I like that. It's kind of like uh, propaganda. But yeah, on it's a, like red propaganda. But on like a giant dude. All these creatures are big and they're swingy and they cost a ton of goddamn mana. And if you're playing against something akin to my Marchesa Queen of Death touch deck... They don't mean shit because oh, yeah. my two twos are going to kill them all day long. Yeah. And you know what the sad part is? Is I like every creature in this deck. The, every creature in here is incredible, but they cost so goddamn much, and they're going to be things that you need to seal the game up. So it's going to be really tough for you to block things. And eventually, that green deck is going to stick a creature, and then they're going to stick it to you with that creature. Yeah, you know what? I think um, uh, the traditional Kervik list maybe has you know some ramp. Get Karavik out or get your damage to everything cards onto the table. And then it's a control deck. Yes. Where this deck a little bit feels like it's trying to be an aggro deck with extra damage to all things cards and extra creatures. Correct. I think that you could maybe even cut some of the creatures for more stupid enchantments that kill stuff. Um, like you could put in something awful like Burning Sands. Whenever a creature comes into play, its controller sacks a land. Oh, see that—that's yeah. a traditional Kerva card, and I just yeah. hate that. I like the, I like the the ninety nine ghosts deck. Oh, we didn't mention the name Rakdos Handjob. <laughs> <laughs> I I like where this is going because it it seems like it's trying to be an aggro deck. Yes, which I appreciate. A because I like aggro. B because the standard Kervik list is kind of controly yeah, and really like could... fucking grindy, and I just hate the deck. But this one is not like the standard ones. That's part of the reason why we picked it. That's true. They could so just we, do we, more. We can't rag on it too much. <laughs> but they could do more aggroy stuff because none of their creatures are, I would say, aggro enough to call it an aggro deck. Yeah, they might not be as low to the ground. But you know what? Maybe with with the eleven ramp or or. Or like you can rocks, get, you right? can get to them quick. That's true, but until isn't that you hit what aggro your... is though? Getting to it quick and then just pounding. But with the with an aggro deck, you could you get to it quick and then you have more and more and more and more and more and more. This one you'll run out. 
That is true. You know what? Let's skip ahead a little bit. That's a good that's a good point to skip ahead to. Let's call it budget, other options, changes that we would make if we were to test this deck. Before the cast, we had talked about Necropotence. Yep. So Necropotence, enchantment for black, 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 pay one life, exile the top card of your library from the game, at end of turn, put it into your hand. So essentially, it's pay one life, draw a card. You just have to wait till the end of your turn. Yes. Okay? One life for one card. He's already playing Phyrexian Arena, enchantment for black, black, one at the beginning of your uh, upkeep. Pay one life, draw a card. Is it upkeep or draw step? Draw step. Upkeep. Uh, Upkeep. Draw a card. Draw a card, lose a life. Okay, cool. Let's, let's, Let's just talk about that for a second. You're already losing lots of life but you're probably doing more damage than anybody else at the table. So you might actually have more life than people already. Yes. Right? So Skeletal Scrying is X, draw X, lose X. Ancient Craving, draw three, lose three. Phyrexian Arena, Necropotence, Phyrexia's Caress, draw three, lose three, get three poisons. Yep. There's another one too, which is draw three, lose three from Portal. There's all kinds of card draw in black. That's yes. the point. And maybe if you played some of that alongside something like, uh, what did we call it? The the enchantment? Exquisite Blood. Exquisite Blood. There's a reason this card is $20 more than just it being printed in one set. This card is phenomenal. In a deck like this, I would play it immediately. So black for enchantment, whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. I'm going oh. to go back to Heartless Hidden Sugu, four-player game. Everybody's at 40 because you got Exquisite Blood on turn... Sorry, you got Heartless Hidden Sugu on turn three, and you got, or four, Exquisite Blood the turn after. Right? Heartless Hidden Sugu, 30 to everybody. You gain, you lose 30, or, or tw- lose 20. Tw- 20 to everybody, and then y- including you, and, and then, then you gain back... 60. 60. And then you Necropotence. Like your whole library until you find your combo piece. The end. Yeah, so sick. Yeah. Super powerful, exquisite blood, and it's like 18 bucks. Which is a lot. It's actually lots, yeah. The yeah. foil ones are like, well, double, I guess, right? <laughs> so we had a couple other things that we thought would go good in a deck like this, and we came up with them independently, so they kind of went down different paths. Yes. So you go first, because you, you, you came up with better ones than I did. <laughs> Thanks. Two things that I noticed aren't in here that I just kind of noticed... Pyrohemia and Pestilence. Oh, yeah. Those are also very good in... Both dealing damage to people and controlling the board. Correct. So both of those are enchantments for red, red, two, or black, black, two, and you play one of the um, the color that the enchantment is. Deals one damage to each creature and each player. Yep. And, and then if, if there's no creatures in play, you sack it. But yeah. It, it's a good little control card. Keeps all those little things off of your AS. Yeah, I definitely like those ones. But they're not here... Moving on. Also, uh, I guess I was thinking we could take out some of those other can't-gain-life things, and you could replace them with other can't-gain-life things. Ooh. Yes, like, we so could... you're still getting your redundancy with can't-gain-life. Correct. So you could take out, let's just say Leyland of Punishment, because that's kind of the one that I'm thinking of. It costs four. You could replace it with something like Reign of Gore. Ooh. Reign of Gore is black-red enchantment. If a player would gain life, they lose life instead. So if you have that guy that's trying to get... You've got the Orzhov deck. Just black-red? Yeah. Black-red. If a player would gain life, they lose that much life. Tap a swamp, tap a mountain. Yep. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. I like that. No more gaining life for you. Also, there's Everlasting Torment. It's an enchantment for two and then a Rakdos hybrid mana. Yep. Players can't gain life. Damage can't be prevented. Damage dealt as wither. Damage is dealt as if it had wither, which is minus one, minus one counters. So So even your indestructible creatures are going to eat shit. Yeah, and I like damage dealt as wither with Kervek because he can target something that he normally wouldn't target. And not kill it, but maybe he deals four damage to a five-five. Now it's a one-one. Yeah, it's less threatening now. They're, so your pestilence will take care of the rest. Yeah, they're, their crappy worm coil engine is just who cares? Yeah, like nice six-six lifelink, bro. Yeah, now he's a two-two. They're a one-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. He's terrible. So those are things I was thinking of, just kind of an enchantment things. I also thought, and this is my big one. Uh, should we talk about the tutor right now? Should we do the tutor? Or should we say that till later? No, I like the tutor. And, and and again, this is the budget section too, remember? Yeah. So we've got one tutor in here, which is cool in CCO Nation. We don't mind that. The Vampiric Tutor, $40. Too much. So let's replace it with a 50-cent piece of crap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what's better? This 
another piece of shit from Kamagawa. From from where? Kama Crappy Gawa. Oh man. Night dealings. Night dealings is an enchantment, so it's kind of on theme, I guess. For two black black. Whenever a source you control deals damage to another player, put that many theft counters on night dealings. Stop there, stop there. Whenever a source we control deals damage to somebody, yes. isn't that what our entire deck does? Yes. And we put that many counters on? Yes. Continue. Second ability in a new paragraph. Black Black 2. Remove X theft counters from night dealings. Search your library for a non-land card with converted mana cost X. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Holy shit. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think we can make that replacement. So you take your $40 Vampiric Tutor out and you put your 49 cent night dealings in. Yep. And just... It doesn't search right away, so there is a little bit of an installment plan that you're paying, and there is a little bit of a premium, but you've got what is going to essentially be every single turn search for whatever you want for four mana. You're diabolic tutoring every turn. Yes. Sounds like a great way to break EDH parity. It sure does. you're not allowed to play more than one diabolic tutor, but here you go. Here's one every turn. Yes. So good. Also, the picture's fun. It's got little rat guys on it. I don't Super understand neat. what's going on. That is two little rat guys, and they got a little jade thing, and they're doing. Who's dealing Kamigawa what? I thought stuff. that the jade thing was a dude, and there was rat statues beside him. Oh, but I you're sitting that, closer to it than I am. It's like an auction where there's a rat guy, and he's got the little jade statue, and the other guy's like selling it in the night for a good deal. Yes, all of those things. Yeah, we could call this card Black Friday. Ooh, I my... did some Black Friday shopping. What'd you get? Not on sale, because it's like a piece of my bar. I got a mirror. I don't need a mirror for me anymore. Okay. So I got a mirror. I got a baby seat that bounces. We got it like on Kajit. Never shake a baby, Ryan. Uh, you can shake them gently. <laughs> <laughs> CCO wisdom. <laughs> yeah, you can shake them gently. That was on Kijiji, though, so we had to go to someone's house to get it. Oh, what else did we get? We got a new vacuum. We got a shark vacuum on Kyla's recommendation. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. She, and she's listening now, too. Yes, she is. When she hits episode 36. You know what she'll hear? A few, Kyla. Ooh. Ooh. You live with her. I don't. Yeah, I can I can take it. Okay. Getting back to the real world, a.k.a. the podcast. Magic. Yep. Some of my changes. Or are you done? You had no, more? I had one more. You had one more. Okay. I had one more, and this is super secret, and we had to make sure that it worked the way that I said it oh, worked. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. So check this out. What's something people are going to do to Karavec all the time? Try and kill it. Correct. So let's say we equip it with a Scythe of the Wretched. Ooh, Scythe of the Wretched. Scythe of the Wretched is an equipment from Mirrodin for two, equipped for four. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two. Who cares? Check this out. Whenever a creature dealt damage by equipped creature this turn is put into a graveyard, return that card to play under your control and attach Scythe of the Wretched to that creature. Wrath of God? Mm-hmm. I'll for my Karavec. Wrath goes off, Karavec comes back. I'm going to terminate your Karavec. Karavec will to himself. Terminate resolves. Karavec comes back. I'm going to Heroes Downfall your Karavec. Thanks, bud. I'm going to three damage my Karavec. He's going to die, and he's going to come right back. Sick. It does actually matter that plus two, plus two. Yes, the plus two, plus two is important. Because that makes him survive a four mana wrath or a five mana wrath. Correct. Then you got to get up to those six mana removal spells that probably most people aren't playing anyway. We're uh, playing yeah. some of them in this deck. Yeah, but. That, that's right. Well, you know what? Six is five and six is kind of the new place that wraths live in contemporary magic. We just don't see a lot of them in commander because you can got, play wrath. We've got four mana wraths, yeah, or we've got the good five mana wraths, correct? Yeah, and none of them kill Karavik anymore. Yeah, good find. Yes, side of the wretched buck 50. That pick, yeah, and they're a buck and a half or like 38 bucks Canadian. Um, yep, yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, what do you got, Ryan? I've got just hear me out here, and this is just. This is just little kid me. Okay, I hate it. <laughs> little kid me wanting to switch out my 325 Karavik for my $1 to Sabotavik from Invasion. They have the same converted mana cost, the same actual mana cost. They're both legendary. They both have four toughness. They're practically the same, except to Sabotavik says, first strike, protection from legendary creatures. Tap. 
black black or black black tap destroy target legendary creature it can't be regenerated it says destroy target legend does that mean creature yeah oracle text oracle text you can't kill artifacts or lands with it you can't you also can't kill planeswalkers now that they're legendary it's legendary creature kids that's what it is the worst sorry awesome art way better than caravix yeah very cool cool flavor in the story of magic she was one of the main generals for the invasion of dominaria from phyrexia so she's a phyrexian she very much is neat yep cool cool art i like it look it up people Sabotavik, one of the most badass bitches in all of Magic. Agreed. And you could kind of play the same deck, just a griefer, destroy everything deck. Yeah. I think to Sabotavik would be a little bit more grindy, controly type deck. Yes. Um, and also what would fit in there on theme as well. Gate to Phyrexia, throwback to episode one, Harobi, Death's Whale. Gate to Phyrexia is an enchantment for black, black. Sack one of your bros during your upkeep to destroy any one artifact you may not sacrifice a creature that is already on its way to the graveyard now the only argument against or the only two arguments against this is you don't have a whole bunch of creatures to sacrifice but you could build more in thusly probably reduce your convert average converted mana cost yeah or if you wanted to keep it high you could play something like that guy that every time you play a spell you get a bunch of dudes equal to the cast of this cost of the spell who's that i forget him Endric Star Master Breeder. Yeah, him, 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 him. And you also play Shieldred so you can get your guy back, and if he's got an ETB trigger, excellent. Yep. The other thing, too, is you're playing red, which can destroy artifacts, a la Vaishino Heretic, for example, in the list already. Yes. Since we're talking about playing red, Chaos Warp, not in the deck. Chaos Warp, shuffle a thing into the library, reveal the top. If it's permanent, goes to play. Yes. Essentially, it destroys, it removes any permanent from the battlefield. Yes. And gives them potentially a different permanent but just as often they whiff on a land or a spell of some type that isn't a permanent i have seen a certain member of our play group get the same permanent back <gasps> really yeah i never seen it you can guess who it was fucking jesse yep god i hate that guy me too if <sighs> oh, you jesse finally this is maybe a, a little bit more of a standard include like chaos warp is what about insurrection Costs Ooh. eight and wins the game. There we go. We haven't had one of those in a while. Black, or sorry, red, 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 five. Yep. Gain control of all creatures. They all gain haste. And they all untap. They all untap, and then you have to give them back at the end of your turn, but you just swing for the fences. Correct. That's like a win condition that the deck is more or less lacking, it seems on paper. It, it, it seems like it's lacking a way to close out the game. Now, that being said, lots of destroy things in the deck, lots of damage to multiple things in the deck already. Does Insurrection give you the standard Insurrection benefit that it normally gives you? Probably. Probably. Does it? Would it take some tweaking to, uh, to, to optimize Insurrection in the list, maybe? A little bit, yeah. And I think it's because... Well, I think that Insurrection would actually be a lot better in this deck than in certain other builds of Karavek because... You only have three ways of really dealing with their creatures. Mm. So they're going to mass, right? Blasphemous yeah. Act, Hour of Devastation, Rolling Earthquake. Yeah. So the odds are they're going to have their best guy because they're not going to sack their best guy to Shieldred. You know what else would go in this good in this deck? The Abyss. Or Magus of the Abyss. And Magus of the Abyss. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. During your upkeep, sack a dude. Yes. Yeah. Period. I like that guy. Yeah, he is excellent. The only thing that... Um, Maybe I, the trouble we would have is how do you make the deck still kind of do the same thing without changing it so much if we've got all these little cuts and tweaks that we wanted to make? We mentioned Ley Line of Punishment a couple times. We mentioned Cage Sun and Gauntlet of Power a couple times. And if you wanted to make it faster but sacrifice the flash on something like Dictate of the Twin Gods, there is cheaper options there in Furnace of Wrath. Yes. That could be all things, but yep. all of the top end of the creatures seem pretty uh, pretty beatery. Yes. I think some of them could go. I think there's a Sire of Insanity in here. I would immediately get rid of him. Oh, yeah, you don't like that guy very no, much. I do not. We'll, we'll read him real and quick. And you know what? Here, Sire of Insanity, though, goes very good with all the one life for one card. Like, Sire of Insanity with Necropotence is golden. Yes, it would be excellent, but... Uh, oh, hold on a second. At the... Give him a read. At the beginning of each end step, each player discards his or her hand. And uh, he's a 6-4 six, for 6. What does Necropotence say? Because they go into your hand at the end of your turn. You would have to layer it so that the discard happened and then you drew. 
Oh, yeah, that would be terrible because you could layer it to keep them at the end of your turn, but at the end of the next person's turn, you would just... Yeah, Sire of Insanity is a hard card to play with. Yeah, I would... Honestly, I would get rid... We're not playing anything that punishes people for discarding cards. There's no Magrim. There's no Liliana's Caress. There's nothing like that. And everybody's going to hate you. We said it right off the top. Yeah. This deck is going to get your dink stomped in the dirt. People will be beating the crap out of you. And you top decking to prevent that isn't going to help because your one card is not going to be as good as your four opponents' one card. One card, Because yeah. all of them are going to be at you. Yeah. And there's four of them. Yes. I got it. I got it. Sire of Insanity with Yogmoth's Agenda. Bonus points, kids, if you knew what that was. Time's up. Yogmoth's Agenda is an enchantment for three. Black, black. Play no more than one spell each turn. You may play spells in your graveyard as though they were in your hand. If a card would be put into your graveyard from anywhere, remove it from the game instead. If you, of course, you have to cast Sire of Insanity first. (laughs) And then keep him around for a while. Well, you just cast Sire of Insanity, then Yawgmoth's Agenda. The next turn. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I don't know. Ah, yeah. I don't know if I like it. Sire of Insanity. Sire of Insanity. Get rid of him. Get, get him out of there. Okay, get him out of there. He's a what else now. might we want to get out? Maybe the milk list will tell us. Ooh, let's Ooh. let's let's read the milk list real quick. Milk list is, as per edhrec.com, the most commonly played spell at each converted mana cost in the color pairing that we're talking about. In this case, red, black, or Rakdos, as it's aptly named. Rack Daddy. The zero drop slot. <laughs> We we laughed at this last time. Endless one. He actually <laughs> costs zero. No. He's not playing endless one. Okay. No. One drop thought. Soul ring. Nope. Crazy. That's weird to say. Rakdos signet at two. Signet. Yep. Phyrexian arena at three. Yep. Diabolic tutor at four. Nope. Blood gift demon at five. Nope. Sire of insanity at six. Yeah, that's yeah. on there. Come on, internet. Do better. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. It's on the milk list. It's too common. Butcher of Malachar at seven. Nope. Decree of Pain at 8. Nope. There's a good one. That is a good one. I like that one. Blasphemous Act at 9. Yep. Yep. Kozilek Butcher of Truth. Nope. Ulamog Infinite Gyre. Nope. It the Betrays. Nope. Emrakul Promise Nope. Emrakul Eons Torn. Nope. Another Draco. Draco in a Rack Daddy deck? What? Sure. Yeah, whatever you want to do. We're not playing it. Yep, not there. Four Milk List matches. Definitely cut the Sire. Cut that Sire of Insanity. Cut him down. Cut him in half and send him to those scrapbooking ladies and tell them to stick it in for the day 13 of their 25 days of Christmas scrapbook special. Yes. Take it out of the sleeve and bite it and then get your friend to bite it and then get your friend's dog to bite it. Boom. Moonlight bargain style. Uh, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Card of the week? Card Card of of the the week. week. I can't say it is good. it's, it's, It's the magic. It's the magic. Card of the week? I think we got to go to Night Dealings. I think we do too. Night Dealings. 49 cents American. It's like 37 cents or $37 Canadian. Yep. In a deck like this, it's going to let you tutor every turn. As every long as turn. you're willing to pay four mana for it. As you're willing to pay the four mana premium. And there's enough ramp in here. You can get there. I think so. If you're going to if you're gonna play Diabolic Tutor or um, the five drop Diabolic Tutor from Amonkhet, or the five drop tutor that gives you three black black if you have two instants and sorcerers. If you're gonna play any five mana tutor, you can play this. Yeah. It's and it's there's no reason to not play it. You have enough incidental damage where there's always gonna be enough counters to find anything you want. So good. Now Spice Calculator. Spice calculator time. At the time of this recording, there were two hundred and eighty seven Kervik lists, making him the eighth most popular Rakdos commander. Eight. Uh, that's pretty far down. Yeah, that's not super great, but, you know, tier four. Tier four. Let's go into that a little bit. So these decks are somewhat weak. Now, not saying that this one is, but tier four in general. They might have trouble winning in competitive metas, but they do well in casual games. And I think that is indicative of the type of deck that Kervak is because he is going to either dink stomp everybody like us the other night when we played against Corey, or he's going to get his dink stomped by an actual real deck, which the description actually covers. They need very favorable meta or a very lucky hand to win against decks like Xur. Xur being one of the tier one commanders. Correct. Yes. So I think that is fairly accurate of Rakdos. Um, he, he might actually 
be at kind of the the upper echelon of tier four and a good build in the competent in a, in a competent player's hands might edge him into that tier 3.5 if that existed i really think that he's a powerful commander because Super he is. can he can destroy so many things as long as you can keep him on the table as long as he's alive you can do all kinds of of stuff average converted mana cost 3.97 we already talked about that beat it to death yep. slow deck because normally he is a control deck and this one while it is trying to do the aggro thing it seems all of the creatures are big and you got to ramp up to them so i think critical turn five plus i don't think you're going to be able to win the game unless you do heartless hitted sugo combo with phyresis but then you are going to die yourself yeah with you not yeah no it's a slow deck Maybe if you get the God Hand and get your Phyresis on your Kerovic, ah, but then people mm-hmm. are just gonna like cast their first removal spell and take like one, two, three infects. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a slow deck. Uniqueness rating. Oh, sorry, optimal game size. Same thing. You're either gonna want to play this in like a three player game, so there's not that much hate. Yeah, so you can outlast the hate, and your incremental damage will just pound everybody down. Or a six or seven player game yes. to actually have the attention diverted off of the Kerovec. And even then, if you have an Ankh of Mishra turn two, Zozu the Punisher three. turn three, you are going to get your head kicked Mana Barb's turn four. Yeah, you, you're dead. You're dead. You have to be really good at politicking with this. You got to be oh, careful yeah. with a deck like this because you are going to... People hate you because every card in this deck will make them hate you. And every time you play another one, they will continue to hate you. Yeah, for sure. That was actually one of the strengths and weaknesses that we didn't really touch on super heavily. Um, We'll get there in a second. We'll do Spice Calculator real quick here. Optimal game size. I'm giving this list the benefit of the doubt and saying it wants to play in the big game. Yes. Six six games, max it out in the formula. Uniqueness rating. Cards that are different than EDHREC.com stock list, only 19. Huh. Yeah. One tutor gives us a Spice Calculator rating of 41. Huh. It's above 40. Yeah, that's where we like to be. But it is playing a lot of the stock Kerovec cards. And while there is lots of stock Kerovec cards, it doesn't suffer from Zata effect because you could make this an aggro deck or a control deck on either end of the very large spectrum that is that that Kerovic offers you. you thank you yes and um there is plenty of different cards that could go in this deck and i think this one is just kind of in the middle and is capturing cards from both ends of the spectrum yes. and is only 19 cards different than the stock list there you go Strix. not the spiciest but not bad yeah yeah i think for anything above 40 is okay right yes. because it isn't doing the all-out control and it isn't doing the all-out aggro yeah it's doing something in between which is a little bit different and you'd get some points for cutting that sire of insanity for sure. Strengths and weaknesses. Weaknesses. We beat them to death. It costs lots. It's a little bit slow. It's really hard to politic. Gonna get dink stomped into the dirt. It's it's harder to convince people to let you stick around when you have a Burning Sands than when you have a Howling Mine. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah if, like, if the opposite of the Griefer deck or the Group Slug is Group Hug, yeah. it's easier to be everybody's friend and not get dink stomped. When you're playing Howling Mine. Yeah, try and convince somebody to hit you. But every time you play a land, you just have to sack a dude. It's not that bad compared to saying, you get to draw an extra card every turn. Come on, right? Just try and talk somebody into saying, no, Burning Sands is fine. Just try and do it. Let me know how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strengths can be very punishing. Yes. Oh, good lord. A Caravac with a good draw will just ruin your whole evening. Also, he doesn't take no shit. If you play something... Kerovic can get instant redemption if he's yes. on the battlefield. He's like, what are you targeting? Oh, yeah, kill your thing. Yes. Right? That is very, that's instant a redemption. fun thing with Kerovic. There's no, if you do that, I'm going to get you back. It's not, it's immediate. Before their spell even happens, you're getting them back. Earthquake for five. I wouldn't earthquake for five. Uh, Why but, not? But it's too late. You already did, so yeah. take five. <laughs> yes. No, six. Because Earthquake for five costs six. Oh, yeah, plus your five-point Earthquake, exactly. so it's actually 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Treats everybody equally. That's true. Karabek, he could be the mayor of CCO Nation. Yeah. He treats everybody equal. He's going to, for the most part, spread the love. For the most part, a Karabek player is going to target creatures to keep them off of the Karabek player's back. Yes. Right? He's going to use them as a control card to make sure that he doesn't get attacked to death. Yes. And that is going to be consistent with everybody because I, I guess for the most part, everybody plays creatures. Yeah. Everybody's going to play spells that are going to deter the Kerovec player from winning. Mm-hmm. So he's going to deal damage to them. So he's uh, he's very equal. Yep. 
no discrimination with Carevec. Yep. So you could always use the tactic, but I'm not targeting you. And let me know how that goes too. <laughs> Final thoughts of the day on Carevec. He's got a 41 spice. He played four milk listers. I think both of those are respectable. Listener submission. Um, 99 ghosts. We didn't beat your deck apart that much. I'm sorry if it seemed like we did. I actually like the deck because it is. It looks like it's trying to do something different. So what's Brando's last thoughts of the day? Do you want my last thoughts of the day? You want my last thoughts of the day? He wants my last thoughts of the day. I didn't like the deck very much. And I just didn't like it because it didn't pick a side. Basically the exact opposite of what Ryan just said. I wish that he just had gone all the way out aggro or not. I, just, I either want to just get punished because this deck doesn't really encompass enough of what Karavik does good enough to I think stave off an attack from somebody who's focused. If you step into an arena where everybody else is playing the tier three lists, like we're going to get to next week, I think you're just going to get your face just reamed out and you're going to have the bad night. You're going to ruin everybody's early game. You're going to get killed and then you're going to be in for a long ass game because you effed with everybody so much that the game is going to take an extra hour. That's my final thought on this one. Karavec himself is super excellent, and a deck like this can be a lot of fun. I had one for a while. Corey's got one. They're lots of fun. I highly recommend you try them out, especially if you want to go into the higher end of the lower end of the powerful tiers. But next week, we're going to get into those decks that have that bad tabletop reputation that might make you think they're going to be in tier one, but they're not. And we're going to do that on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Boo!